Hello and welcome. <laughs> First episode of the year, and I already messed up the intro. Let's try that again. Hello and welcome to episode number 57 of the Hayfield Digital Podcast, a show for creators, makers, and doers, where my goal is to help you. My make to the max. My name is Ryan Hayfield, and in this episode, we're going to talk about how I got this little owie on my arm and some other things, but mostly this. Let's get into it. Wrong claps. I'm screwing up all over the place, but we're going to run with that. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you for being here. If you are new to the show, uh, my name is Ryan and I talk about things related to photography and video. And as in today's episode, FPV and content creation, YouTube, podcasting, streaming, all that kind of stuff. So that's if that's stuff that you're interested in. Uh, and you want to learn about my process as I go and about my progress as well, uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you happen to be watching or listening and follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Instagram and Twitter. I'm also on TikTok uh, every now and then. Feel free to follow me over there and uh, send me a message. You got questions, shoot me a DM, DM and I'll do what I can to uh, to see if I can help you out. Um, gonna Got to feature the beverage again for today. The beverage today is pressed. Oops, I moved my mouse. There we go. Pressed juice, juicery. Uh, whoops, wrong way. Uh, this is juice number two, citrus number two for today. So I'm actually doing, my wife and I are doing a, uh, a one day juice cleanse. Um, I was, <laughs> I did really well during kind of the lockdowns of, uh, I took off maybe five, six, seven pounds somewhere in there and it was gaining some muscle. And then as we got closer to the holidays, of course, some of that weight crept back in and doing a lot of eating of sweets and carbs and late night snacking. Um, so we are doing a one day juice fast, which is basically six of these. They're different flavors, um, but you drink six of these throughout the day. Uh, they have multi-day fasts, but uh, we're just doing this one. And I'm not typically one for juice fasts. Um, I, I'm not one of those people who believes that you need to juice fast to de detoxify. However, I have done a couple of these in the past and whether it's psychological or not, the, the afterwards, I feel like I've been reset a little bit. Uh, I feel better. I feel like I've kind of flushed the system out. So whether or not it's beneficial in the way that I hope it's beneficial, it makes me feel good. And that's, what's important, right? So we're going to do this today. Uh, I'm okay for now, but I may be a little cranky later. Um, once, uh, you know, once I've gone a few hours without putting any solid food in my stomach. So yes, today on the show, uh, I've got some updates uh, as far as the world of FPV is concerned. Uh, going to talk about how I got this nice, nice little shiner on my arm here. Uh, also, assuming there's time, wanted to reveal my ten, my list of ten things. My ten, how did I phrase it? My basically my ten resolutions for 2021. Uh, I, I made a list of ten things that I want to try to accomplish by the end of the year. And we're going to talk about them, uh, see if it aligns with any of you out there. So for starters, let's get into um, this, uh, these FPV updates. So since the last show, I did, I can't, I'm sure I probably mentioned it, but I did go ahead and buy a new drone. Uh, I do have a CineWoop drone that has been taken apart for quite some time now. 
and the goal was initially to figure out how to put it back together. Basically what happened was I got this new drone. I was having a bunch of issues with it. Um, and then after only a few test flights, one of the motors, um, burned up. So I had to get a soldering kit. I had to buy a new motor. I took the burnt motor off using the soldering iron, but I haven't soldered the new iron on or the new motor on, and I haven't put anything back together. In fact, I just ended up putting all the screws and everything into a Ziploc baggie and it's sitting out, uh, out there somewhere. Uh, so instead of doing what I should have done and taking the time to sit down and figure out how to put this drone back together, I decided, you know what, it's going to be, you know, like you know, people who work on cars, they've got their, uh, kind of their, um, scrap car or whatever you would call it, just like a junk car that they can kind of work on and tinker with. That's going to be my junk car. Um, and instead I decided to buy a new drone <laughs> so I could actually have something to fly again. I, I, I know this is not the right way to do it, but that's what I did. And the drone that I ended up getting, I thought about getting another CineWoop. I think starting with the CineWoop would probably be easier just as far as um, learning how to fly a full-size drone in the outdoors. They go a little bit slower. Um, but you know what? I decided against that and I ended up getting this. This is the iFlight Nazgul 5. Uh, I mean, I'll give my thoughts, some of my thoughts on it. Uh, I'm not going to review it though, because again, I'm super new to FPV. So my opinion about this drone is not going to mean much to anyone. And I would take everything that I say today with a grain of salt, but this is the Nazgul 5. This does have, it is compatible with the DJI, um, uh, FPV goggle system. Um, so, and, and it, it came fully tuned. So this thing had already been tuned by iFlight. So setup for this was really easy. Um, binding it to the DJI system was easy. I was able to get it up and get flying with it very quickly. Not a whole lot of, um, not a whole lot of setup. Just had to get the props on and a couple of other little attachments and things like that. And really that was it. Um, I don't have a GoPro mount for this yet. I did order a mount, but what I didn't realize is that the GoPro mount that I ordered didn't come with the base because obviously the bases can differ diff depending on which drone you get. So I have the GoPro mount part. I just don't have the base. I'm waiting for that to come in. That was back ordered. So we'll see. Um, I don't know when that'll come in. So I've just been flying it with the battery on it, which I'm sure the handling is going to change again once I get the GoPro. It might actually make it easier to fly just because there's a little more weight to it. It's not going to be so reactive. At least that's that's what I assume. But uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can get to that. You can kind of see it's already a little dirty. Let's see if we can zoom in here. By the way, this, this noise you heard in the beginning. That's the noise that this thing makes up. Or that, that's the noise that this thing makes when you uh, plug a battery into it and get it started up. So I've done some flights and we'll show you some flight footage in a little bit. You can kind of see it's already a little bit dusty. Um, props are, let's see, a little chipped up in a couple places, but it actually still flies really well. But so far, I mean, this thing has been very fun to fly and um, it's super powerful. Again, coming from someone who's, this is my first real this is a five inch drone. This is my first five inch drone. This is my first experience flying a drone like this. And this thing is fast. I did watch a video of a guy reviewing uh, this particular unit 
and he did a quick speed test and got it up very quickly to 95 miles per hour. Um, so this thing has no lack of power, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I just, I just decided, you know what, let's just go all in. Let's go with the five inch, see what happens. I had seen this particular drone pop up a couple of times in some reviews and people seemed to like it. So I thought I'd go, go for it yet. Uh, had some battery issues. One of these days, I'm going to make an episode where I just talk about all the things that I've learned, all of my learning experiences with all of this, because man, there's, there's a lot. Uh, and I feel as though I am making all of the rookie mistakes early on. Um, uh, I feel like I'm, I was chosen for that to make all the mistakes early and to tell you about them so that you don't make them yourself. Cause I have, again, this being one mistake, but, uh, I learned that battery maintenance is super, like, it's just super complex because you've got these, I have, uh, here's one. This is actually the batteries I use for the DJI goggles, but you've got these different batteries. I've talked about these before, but you know, some of them will have three, this is a three cell battery, meaning there are three battery cells in here. The ones that go on the drone are four cell batteries. Um, based on, you know, how many cells there are, how many uh, milliamp hours or what the milliamp hour, whatever uh, uh, designation that determines how you're going to charge it along with the cell count, along with how many volts it'll hold. And you got to know all this stuff and you got to, you have to charge them balanced, meaning that all the cells will charge at the same time. Otherwise you can have happen what I have had happen on at least two occasions where, um, it doesn't charge well or, and, and one of the cells basically just starts overheating and the thing starts fizzing. So I busted, uh, two or three batteries, or at least two batteries that way. And then I busted another couple batteries because I didn't, um, when I'm flying, cause obviously again, not the right battery, but same, same, you'll get the idea, but you attach the battery to the top you put it inside this strap. And then this connects here. I'm not going to do it cause I don't want to short anything. I don't know how that works, but you would plug this into here. And then this, this little white piece right here, yeah, that is just used for charging, for balanced charging. So when it's flying, when you're flying the drone, this little white connector is not connected to anything and you need to find a way to kind of keep it in place. Otherwise, if you crash the drone or, you know, if it's flopping around, it could get hit in the propellers. Um, so on two batteries, I broke this connector, which means that I can basically no longer charge it and I'm not skilled enough to know how to replace it. So that's we where we are at with that. So I have a couple more batteries coming in so that, because right now I have two working batteries, which will give me about 10 minutes of flight time. Um, and if I want to practice some more, 10 minutes is not really a whole lot of time to get my reps in. But man, yeah, battery, just battery maintenance in general is, is hard. I saw a video from uh, Mr. Steele talking about battery maintenance saying, well, you know, uh, I don't leave my batteries fully charged or fully discharged for more than a couple of days. If they're fully discharged, I want to make sure to charge them. If they're fully charged, but I'm not going to be flying for a little bit, then I'll make sure to put them into storage mode, which essentially is either if they're fully charged, you would drain the battery of a little bit of juice to keep them in kind of like a good, good middle range. Or if they're completely depleted, you would charge them up a little bit to a certain, a certain voltage just to kind of keep them from going dead. Cause that's another thing that I, 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 when I was 
playing with the uh, the Cinewhoop when it was still kind of functioning, I flew the drone, and then one of the ba- this is before I knew anything about battery maintenance, but I depleted one of the batteries completely, and that's when I ran into one of the issues of charging where it started overheating because I think I had just completely depleted one of the one of the cells, and that was that. So, but anyway. Like I said, the setup for this thing was easy. Got it out, started flying it, had no issues. The first flight was terrifying. I do have a few clips here. These are from day day two, I think. Um, they're, uh, day two of flying. There's this um, park nearby my house. Actually, I'll just pull it up here. Let's go to the screen. So this was, this is kind of the, here, I'll start it back from the beginning. Let's bring, oh, oh, I know why. Hold on. You're super zoomed in. There we go. Let's bring this back to the beginning so you can kind of see the takeoff here. And there we go. So this is the park. Uh, I typically fly more to the right side there where that big open area is, but uh, doing a little bit of exploring. I'm not, uh, I'm definitely not super smooth with my flying yet or at least flying at low speeds. I'm trying to get better at flying low to the ground or being comfortable flying low to the ground. Um, this is this park is actually called Equestrian Park, so that's like a little place where, where horses go. Uh, and I'm trying to get a little bit more ambitious too. So like this little thing that I'm flying over right now, I try to fly in there. Hey, look at me, I'm doing a backflip. Backflips and like little spins at higher altitudes are actually pretty easy. Um, coming in on myself, flying from the shade there. You kind of get the idea. Uh, I did eventually, I think it's in this clip here. So you can kind of see, and by the way, the um, obviously you can see the propellers in the video. This is the camera here. Uh, and the camera, that's why you have some, what looks like vignetting, it's just actually this black piece that kind of protects the camera lens on the sides. Uh, I know you can't see that, but it's like on the front there. Here we go. And here we go. I get a little bit more ambitious and I fly through um, the little pavilion thing there. Yeah, a little front flip, little roll, and then shoot it up super high into the sky. Um, yeah, so there you go. Super, super fun to fly. Super, super just freaking terrifying, basically, to fly as well. Because you, I mean... The, the 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 slightest movements of the sticks uh will just send the thing soaring i mean i gotta i gotta record another video where the, i just have the drone hovering in front of me and then i just send it off into outer space because this thing will shoot up into the sky like crazy um but uh yeah so I've already i have crashed it a couple times the first time that i actually flew it i took it up to a little park just up the street from my house, not the one I just showed you in that video. There's this little community park, and I thought I would just just get it into the air and see how it feels. And I was flying it around. It got a little out of control and then uh, flew in into a tree. And I recorded myself while flying it when it hit the tree, and uh, you could hear it in the background, and it didn't sound good. That was one of the flights where the little battery connector, the charging connector broke, so I lost one battery there. But this thing is resilient. These are these are still the same props that I have on uh, on it from when I first got it. 
even flying into a tree. I mean, I've got little nicks here and there, but nothing really enough to affect the flight. So I'm hoping I can keep it that way. Uh, so I did that first flight, came home, charged it up. Next day, went out, did some flying at that equestrian park. Uh, and then I came home after that, and that's what brings me to what happened here. Uh, so there's this app called Betaflight, which allows you to do some tuning to the drone, how it flies. Uh, you can set up, you can basically determine what these, let's see here, let me back up. So on the control here, and obviously there's many different radios you can get. If you have the DJI FPV system, this is a radio you're likely going to have. It's got these switches, which I've marked one, two, three, and four. And the reason I marked them one, two, three, and four is because in beta flight, they're known as aux one, aux two, aux three, aux four. And I wasn't exactly sure which was which, so I just marked them real quick. But when you go to fly and you're ready to take off, make sure that your throttle is all the way down like this. And then you would flip whichever switch you designated as your arm switch to the arm position. In my case, um, I originally, this was, I, this is my arm disarm switch. Uh, I would typically have it in the down position and then to disarm, I would flip it up. And actually before I get more into that, let me explain something about landing. So landing the drone is actually one of the harder things to do. Because you really, you have to be delicate because even though these things are resilient over time, I mean, you know, if you start bouncing this thing, because what happens is if you, if you were just to bring the drone down with it still armed, when you hit the ground, your propellers are still going to be spinning a certain amount. So if you were just to bring the drone down, it would just essentially continue to bounce until you disarmed it. So, um, you, you have to get very comfortable with flying low to the ground. And then you kind of have to plan it to where you can bring the drone in, bring it down and then disarm it all at the same time. And you can, you can kind of see if you're looking at it, I'm not going to zoom in or anything because it's not that important, but you can see some scuffs on the bottom of this here. And that's why it's important to be safe when you're landing. And I'll even show you, we'll come back here uh, to this screen and I'll show you an example of a landing here. So, here I'll back up because so this is me coming in for the landing, trying to land it on the paved part there. Uh, uh, oh, and I just missed it. <laughs> so, landing is hard. Um, and I'm not used to it yet. But the reason I mentioned these these switches on top is because what I realized when I was trying to land, I like to fly in kind of like I, I like to do pinch which is where you're kind of holding like this. I prefer not to fly like this uh, just because if you if your thumb slides off, then you got to kind of go back and find it. But if you're flying more like this, then you have a lot better control of the sticks, or at least I feel that way. So the disarm switch I had originally set to be down to disarm, and then when I'm ready to fly, I would flip it up, and now it's armed. Problem was when I would come in for a landing, my middle finger would be here below the switch, but in order to disarm, I would have to move the finger above and then push it down like that. I wanted to switch that so that when I bring it down, I can just kind of an, in a natural movement, move my hand up, disarm it, and be good to go. So I came home, and after that, the first flight out of that equestrian trail and decided to, to change that switch, went into beta flight, changed the switch, and then I want... 
God, it's so embarrassing to even talk about. I wanted to try and do some little tests inside this room I'm in right now. Uh, basically, just I wanted to be able to lift the drone a few inches off the ground, bring it back down, and try to time it to where I would hit the the the, the, dis, the disarm switch, and maybe just do that a couple times to kind of get that muscle memory. Of course, you know, just a few tests in the room is not going to accomplish that, but you know what I mean. So I uh, plugged everything in. Um, didn't use the goggles. Just plugged on or turned on the remote, plugged in the the drone with the battery, and put it right here in the middle of the room. And I did it a couple times and was having some, you know, couldn't get it right. Then the drone sort of, after a couple of these tests, moved over to the left a little bit. So I thought, okay, I'll bring it up and just kind of nudge it to the right a little bit. Ended up hitting the throttle too hard. Um, and the last thing I remember is the drone lifting up and just flying directly towards me. And as a result, let's see. I don't know if you can even really see it, but uh, you can kind of you can kind of see the the uh, the pattern of the propellers. It's not really a good angle, but it's sort of like a little zigzag looking Zorro thing, and uh, it yeah scared the crap out of me. I I had known I'm, I'm aware of the danger of these things. Obviously, you know, especially with these five inch ones. There's no guards in the blades or on the propellers. So if one of these things run into you, you're in trouble. And in fact, I tweeted about how my drone attacked me. And of course, I, when I say attacked me, it was entirely my fault. But uh, I had, I tweeted about it and a friend of mine sent me this link. <laughs> uh, Indian's pitcher gushing drone, in, Indian pitcher's gushing drone cut turns into a bloody mess. This was from October 17th, 2016. Uh, but apparently an Indian's uh, pitcher had an incident of his own with a drone. And I'll bring this here. And you can see, let's see even, look at, let's see, let's go here. Whoops, no, no, no. You can see a nice big cut right there on his finger. And according to him, uh, this is what uh, caused the Indians to not, go to the world. I don't follow sports that much, which I might sound interesting given the fact that, oops, there we go. Given the fact that, uh, you know, I, I work in boxing. Um, but apparently this was enough to affect the Indians chances in the world series in 2016 against the Cubs. So that, that tells you, uh, how, how bad it can be if you, uh, if you don't respect these drones. So needless to say, my lesson was that I should never, ever fly a drone like that indoors and uh, always fly outdoors yeah so uh, i'm okay and my drone's gonna be fine or my, my drone my drone well the drone's gonna be fine my arm's gonna be fine everything's gonna be fine uh but you know like i said i'm 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 learning everything now i'm making all the mistakes now so that you won't have to so if you're getting into fpv actually don't watch me for fpv information i i will say though when it comes to the world of fpv there's not a lot of content out there that I can find, or at least it's it, it requires some searching for, but there's not a lot of like information for complete noobs out there. There's a lot of videos that use a lot of kind of FPV terminology when it, whether it comes to the receiver systems or the, you know, whatever that I'm just like, they're talking very fast, 
and they're giving a lot of information, but using all these, this, these terms and things that are still just kind of going over my head because I don't know what they mean. So it's crazy how complicated FPV is. Like I never would have, I mean, if you've come from the world of having a DJI Mavic 2 Pro and then you try to get into FPV, good luck, man. Like if I could go back in time, I would more than likely start from building one from scratch. So I'm definitely working backwards in a lot of ways, but man, I still have so much to learn, but that's, I'm kind of okay with that because there's no pressure with this. You know, I think ultimately I would like to be able to use it as a way to, you know, maybe use it for some client work or just to film kind of my own cool drone related projects. Um, but nothing's forcing me into it. I can kind of take my time with it, but either way, it's still a lot of fun and I'm having, having a good time with it. So that is the latest when it comes to the FPV stuff. Let me take a little drink of my juice here. All right. So there you go, FPV stuff. And now uh, I wanted to read off my list of my 2021, I guess they would be resolutions. Now, I I never, I didn't even really give any thought to resolutions this year until like New Year's Day. I don't, I just, just not something that really crossed my mind. I'm not a big resolutions kind of guy, um, but I don't think there's any harm in it. There's definitely not any harm in sitting down and just giving it some thought and like kind of sort of setting some mental goals for what you want for the year. Um, this year I decided I would write down a list of 10 goals and, um, and I know that I'm not going to finish all of these goals. I'm not going to get through them. It's, it's not, I don't think it's a possibility, but I sort of, I, or I subscribe to the mentality that you should aim high, but set your expectations low. If you set your expectations too high, you're always chasing a goal or a dream that you may never achieve. But if you can set your expectations high, knowing that you're going to, you know, you're not going to beat yourself up for not accomplishing something. I don't really know, even know where I'm going with that. It's, it makes sense in my head. So we're just going to run with that. But anyway, without further ado, here are 10 things that I want to accomplish in 2021 that I'm not going to accomplish, but I'm going to do my best to accomplish some or all put it that way. So number one, uh, I want a new website. I need a new website. I have a WordPress website right now. That's just, it's just a one pager. I'm referring to HeyFeeDigital.com. It's just a one page website currently with some contact links and things like that. Uh, and it's a WordPress site with a theme that I haven't, it's a, it's a, it's a complicated theme. And I remember learning how to switch it up previously, but now I've forgotten all that kind of stuff. So I need to find a new theme or maybe even switch to something like Squarespace that a lot of people swear by. Uh, something that I can easily get set up and because I, I don't think I want to pay to have someone make me a website, not at this point. So I'd have to do it myself. But, but the goal of the website would be to uh, obviously show off some of my work, contact links, and then um, I'm considering doing some by the hour consulting. So if any of you out there are interested in the podcasting space, I know that podcasting is really big right now. I've had a few people reach out about, you know, how to, how to start one, uh, how to optimize 
podcast and, and what kind of equipment you need, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, I'd be open to doing some by the hour consulting, just pay for a chunk of my time and uh, get questions. I'll give you whatever answers I can offer as far as getting set up and running could be around content creation, video photography, whatever it is. Uh, and I want to have the ability to allow people to book that time and pay for it through my website as well. So that's number one. Number two, uh, I want to get six pack abs there. I said it, uh, this year. So with the pandemic and the lockdowns, uh, I actually took off a few pounds and gained some muscle. And there was a point before, um, you know, we got closer to Thanksgiving and Christmas where if I stood under the right lighting, overhead lighting was optimal. And if I hadn't eaten for a little while, and if I sucked in just right and also flexed my abs, you could see what appeared to be the outline of a six pack. And that got me really excited because I've never really had a six pack back when I was, you know, like a junior or senior in high school, I was pretty skinny. I was like 165, 170, but I didn't have a lot of muscle. So I didn't have a six pack. And then when I got into college, I was, I ballooned up. Like by the time I graduated college, I weighed like 240, 245. So I've taken off a lot of weight since then. Um, but yeah, I want to try to, I want to try to do it. I'm 35. I'll be 36 this year, but I've never had a six pack and I want to try to get a six pack. Even I know it's not sustainable, but I want to do it just to see if I can do it. Uh, next I want to squat 400 pounds, another fitness goal. I've been kind of stuck around the 300 mark for a while now. Uh, I did hit a squat or a deadlift goal. I don't know if that was in 2019 or if it was, or I think it was in 2020. It was either 2020 or 2019. I don't remember exactly, but I was able to deadlift 500 and that was a big goal for me. And now I want to try to get up to a 400 pound squat. That's kind of the goal for this year. Uh, as far as my main YouTube channel is concerned, I want to get 50 YouTube videos up on the main channel this year. 50. And I, I, I'm, I have an idea for where I want to take the channel now. And I'll probably talk about that more in another episode. I've changed so many times. Um, but yeah, we'll see where it goes. I'll talk about that in another video. Um, maybe after I've started doing it a little bit, just see where we go. Uh, I want to listen to 10 audiobooks. I have an audio audible subscription. I pay 15 bucks a month for a new credit and I spend most of my time listening to podcasts and flipping through social media, and that's a problem. Um, so uh, I've already listened to one and a half books this year, uh, audiobooks. And typically when I listen to audiobooks, I like to listen to, you know, business or self-help or um, kind of just that in that realm. If I'm going to read like a fiction book, I'm going to read a fiction book. I'm not going to listen to that in audio. I don't know. That's just kind of how I roll. But yeah, I want to listen to 10 audiobooks. Um, and so I want those 10 audiobooks to be educational or, you know, uh, re related to self-improvement in some way. Um, number, what is it, six? Uh, I want to actually read five books. I feel like reading helps me with focus. I'm so, I feel like I'm so scatterbrained all the time. And when I, when I'm in kind of these reading modes, I feel like I'm able, it's almost meditative for me because I'm able to just focus on one thing. And now, and I find that when I'm not reading as much, I was a, I was a poor reader when I was younger and I'm still not the greatest reader now, but I noticed that when I'm practicing with it a lot, I am 
my mind just is just able to kind of focus in on one thing and i feel like that's good for me with everything that's going on that's i uh, that's something that i need uh number seven i want to take six online courses this year uh and we just uh, my wife and i just got subscriptions to masterclass um which is pretty cool right now i'm watching the photography uh with a a amy annie Leibowitz. Leibowitz. Um, and so far so good. So I want to try to do that, whether it's taking courses through masterclass or maybe just something from like Udemy to learn a little bit more about after effects or whatever tools I happen to be using, but that's one of them. Uh, I want to journal every day. That's number eight journaling every day. This one's going to be a challenge because I say this pretty much every year and then I take big gaps off. I haven't journaled today, so I got to find some time for that, but I have done it. Um, every other day so far in this year. Number nine, I want to do two OMG Gimme posts weekly. OMG Gimme is this affiliate website. I'll just pull it up here. Hold on. I started this a little while ago. And if you've ever heard of the, um, like the, this is why I'm broke.com and those types of websites that have just kind of a bunch of quirky and interesting looking um, products on them. So this is a, just an affiliate website that I built a few years back. And all of this is, it's, I'm, I'm actually kind of proud of myself for this because all of this is, everything gets updated. So all this all has, like if I were to click Gimme right here, it would take me to the Amazon page uh, and it's an affiliate link tied into this post. So if I click on the post, you know, it'll take me in here. I kind of enjoy writing these little write-ups and being funny with it. And then, uh, yeah, it's all, all the affiliate stuff is handled on the back end. If this price updates, uh, it, uh, it updates on the website and you can click here and go right through to the Amazon page. So I've been kind of neglecting this, but I feel like, you know, if I keep, if I keep up with it a little bit, eventually it may be able to drive a decent amount of affiliate income, which, you know, to add a post onto the website is not that big of a deal. It's not that much of a, uh, responsibility, not that much of a time suck. So to do two a week is reasonable. And just the numbers, I don't get a ton of traffic to the site right now, but I will say that like the bounce rate is like one and a half percent, which is crazy good. People are coming to the site, a lot of search traffic um, being driven to the site, but um, yeah, it's just kind of a cool project that doesn't take a lot of my time. So might as well pay some attention to it. And finally, and this is sort of, uh, this is number 10. This is kind of going back to my big screw up that I had um, back in December with the fight that I went to. Uh, I want to shoot one roll of film a month. And thinking about it now, one roll a month is probably, is maybe a little, little excessive. But hey, that's what I said. I set my goals high, set my expectations low. But yeah, I, I want to, I want to shoot more film. I enjoy shooting film. I love getting film back. Um, and seeing the results, seeing what turned out, seeing what didn't. And, um, I feel like, uh, that's, that feeling gets lost amongst all the other things that I do. You know, when I'm taking photos with digital, you get the instant feedback. You don't really get that sense of waiting for something that you, you know, waiting to get back the results of your efforts. So I want to do more film. I also want to just be able to document things. I, in film, I feel like I'd be more inclined to do that than using like a digital camera or something. But anyway, that's 
my list of 2021 resolutions. We'll see where that takes me. Ultimately, I just want to get back myself back in kind of like a self-improvement slash learning mode. I feel like 2020, I kind of got lazy with that towards the end. Um, so I want to get, I want to, I want to be more back in learning mode, but anyway, Hey, if you're still with me here and you have enjoyed what you've seen or heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you have to be watching or listening and follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but for now, I'm going to go ahead and call this episode done. I do appreciate you keep on creating, making, and doing, and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.